Thank you for joining me, Tag Counts, as we begin Season 3 of the Tag Talks Business Podcast. On this episode, I speak with Stephanie Gorham, CEO of Volunteer Hampton Roads. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Tag Talks Business. Thanks for having me, Tag. I'm excited to join you again. Yes. Um, and again, it is, uh, for those who, who may not have heard um, our previous episodes, Stephanie joined me for what at the time turned out to be my fifth podcast episode in February 5th of 2020. So here we are almost two years later as we begin 2022. Um, and just a few things have happened over that time, right? Just like one or two, maybe. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so you went from being on episode five to now you're on episode 85. So uh, thank you. Do I get you like a set this. of like wine glasses for that? Or is there like a like? I have, like a, like... I have a dual set of Hampton Roads Chamber mugs that I'm happy to provide you. <laughs> <laughs> for the 85th. Yes. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All for 85 episodes. Yes. Um, so speaking of, of anniversaries, uh, times, uh, Volunteer Hampton Roads is celebrating in 2022, 65 years of service. That's yes. so cool. You yes. are si- senior citizens. I know. We can get, what, 50 cents off coffee now? That's right. I think, yeah. That's right. 65 so, years. You just have to share your card, right? <laughs> so, um, so for those who either maybe haven't listened to the previous podcast or uh, haven't had an opportunity to get to know you and your team can you talk a little bit about volunteer hampton roads your mission um, what is volunteer hampton roads to the business community and to the community at whole yeah so 65 years our mission has kind of stayed tried and true uh, we were originally created to help recruit volunteers for nonprofits, and we've okay. continued to do that. Um, we've obviously grown in the way that we do it, um, in the capacity that we reach out and recruit. But um, not only that though, uh, we support the nonprofits, but we also really have delved into connecting businesses with that volunteer work. Okay. Um, you know, as a way to connect their employees to the community nice. um, and building the volunteer pool so that wasn't the original, the business aspect of it wasn't really the original. Nope. Okay. No, originally it was just that piece for the nonprofits to go gotcha. out and recruit because there wasn't social media back then. Oh, yeah. We did not have yeah. cell phones. Or I, I don't want to say we. I was not here 65 years ago. <laughs> I am not the senior. <laughs> we are clarifying that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so we were we were social media back then. Yeah, gotcha. We were out there. Um making sure those volunteer spots are filled for organizations. Gotcha. And then just, I think, I want to say about 20 years ago, we really added that business component gotcha. and it's grown even more over the last decade. Yeah. And that business component has that, uh, since that was started, has that always been what we all know is the CVC or the, the Corporate Volunteer Council? So the Corporate Volunteer Council um, is a part of it. So that's that's kind of the network of it, the relationship, gotcha. like the the lifeblood of it. Um, yeah, that's where you've got all your, um, which you know personally, yeah. um, all your um, employees who work um, in creating volunteer activities for their company. Yeah, That's that group. They get gotcha. together and kind of share resources, um, 
we, you know, help them with any kind of training or, um, you know, have subject matter experts come in and talk about whatever it is, whatever their challenge is that they're having. If it's, you know, volunteer paid time off, just different things specific to those people who are arranging volunteer projects for companies. Gotcha. So, but that's not all what we do uh, for the business piece. So we also separately work for companies in kind of filling in and being that volunteer um, planner. Gotcha. Because not every company has a full-time person doing that. Or most of the time, it is someone who has a completely separate full-time job there, and it's kind of their voluntold, hey, put this (laughs) together, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So instead of having um, companies pay for a full salary of someone, they hire us and we plan and manage it, their uh, volunteer projects. Gotcha, okay. Um, yeah, because you and I have talked about this for many years and my time with CVC is exactly what you said, is it's for so many of us, we gain that role because there wasn't anyone else to do it. Yep. And, and I know at least in my case, it was a perfect example where you come into the role you know it's important to the company. It it's, may even be important to yourself personally, but do, coordinating that as a volunteer on your own and then trying to do it for an entire company is two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I always love about the CBC and about the, the organization as a whole is that you're able to serve those who literally are starting from scratch all the way up to those large companies who may have that in place but mm-hmm. still need to have that extra resource to really, I mean, take that volunteer activity to a whole nother level for what they're looking to do, especially if they do have a lot of employees and they gotta figure out where do we put them all. Yes. So, so you don't always stay with the process the whole time. Sometimes it's just making the connection and then moving on and allowing them to take that. Yes, so yeah. I mean, our hope is that there is going to be a relationship built between the two um, because, you know, what's the good of a connection if nothing grows. <laughs> um, yeah. But sadly, I have to say, we are the matchmaker, you know, and then they go off and get married and sometimes we're not at the wedding, you know, it's <laughs> like, so we're, we're part of the first, but yes, yeah. it is our goal for there to be some kind of either volunteer or donor relationship with gotcha. the volunteer and um, That's great. organization. Well, as we said um, last time we, you and I speak obviously very regularly, but the last time we spoke on the podcast was two years ago. Um, 80 episodes ago. 80 episodes ago, <laughs> exactly. So um, so what has changed? What's happened over the oh last Oh my gosh. Well, gosh, a lot has changed, you know, um, but the biggest obviously is just the pandemic and how that's yeah. kind of changed our operation and just um, the capacity that we're helping Nonprofits, yeah, kind of the same, but just increased a lot. Yeah, because you know, yeah. there's more needs, and just getting creative about how people can volunteer and yeah, um, you know, even how you connected people has yes. that changed a lot as far as how you had to adapt connecting them, or with the tools in place, you just had to use them a lot more. We became a lot, so we've we were lucky enough to already be virtual pretty much in all of our volunteer connecting. However, we really um, just kind of refined that process and refined the software down to where it's efficient and it can handle, you know, more people. And, um, 
it's a little more user friendly because you know if you have so many people wanting to volunteer you kind of want them to enjoy the experience online. yeah exactly um, but yeah exactly. we kind of had that already set up before the pandemic so it was just nice gotcha. to kick right in and but we use it a lot more than we would have before nice were there any major lessons learned as an organization or as a leader within that organization over the last couple of years that kind of really sticks in your mind? Jeez, hmm. I have a long list. <laughs> Where do we start? How long is this yeah. podcast? <laughs> as long we get 85 as 85 minutes. Yeah, so. as long as the commute, whatever right. that might um, be. Yeah, so I I don't think my lessons learned from the pandemic are much different than any other organization or yeah. just um, one staying connected really listening to people listen getting to know what our nonprofits needed um, yeah. because they I mean just really keeping connected with them to find out what what was changing for them and then adapting how we're recruiting for them yeah um, you know like mercy chefs for one it's like constantly figuring out what they that. needed what yeah. was working how we could change it um, you know, senior services. We had to change that model quite a few times to, to make sure they got enough drivers to get meals out. And just gotcha. really listening a lot and being able to take that information and adapt it. Yeah. The Mercy Chefs one is one that really sticks out in my mind. And part of it because I'm very aware of what they do and, and, and their organization in, in the city of Portsmouth. But the other part of it was just being able to see it from both sides, from mm -hmm. both the nonprofit side and the business and volunteer side, and how amazingly quick you all were able to get so many people to respond in what, at least to me, from the outside looking in, seemed incredibly fast. For those who might not be familiar with that particular um, uh, scenario, can you explain a little bit about kind of how that process happened and, and what that end result ended up being for them? Yeah, so Mercy Chefs is a community kitchen headquartered in Portsmouth, um, but they deploy out to wherever there's a disaster nationwide and I believe outside of the U.S. as well. <clears throat> Anyways, so prior to uh, the pandemic, they were, um, I think they were making about 1,000 or 1,500 meals a week for clients. Yeah. Um, and... I got a call from one of their chefs was a few weeks I guess no it was when when did when did the world shut down was it like March 13th March, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that next Monday we got a call and they were partnering with the food bank with the YW I mean just all the shelters I mean yeah. they were partnering with everyone and they're like we need to start pushing out about 8,000 meals a week wow. uh, can you help us so we um, hit the ground running with recruitment uh, you know different avenues. We send out emails, social media, phone calls, um, and just consistently pushing until we know they're getting the numbers they need. Yeah. And they did, and they were able to. I think, I don't remember what the highest point they had. It, I think it was over 10,000 one week. The organization and the structure that you all had to help them, and I'm sure they weren't the only ones, that's the part that I just feel like uh, was such a great story to tell Mm -hmm. during that is is how not only people came together but the systems that were put in place to make it as efficient as it was was pretty shocking yeah I that the numbers were amazing to me but the 
best part of all that, I don't even know if that's the word, the best, but the most powerful part of that was hearing the stories of those who received the meals. Yeah. That was, that made all the um, footwork worth it. That was great. Yeah. Wow. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, and there were, there were several stories like that. We, I mean, we're still pushing out, you know, tons of, I mean, the, the need for volunteers has not decreased. Yeah. But there's also, it's also been kind of an increase, like goes back and forth of people wanting to volunteer. And I don't think it's that there's any lack of it right now. Sometimes I just think that um, they're just not aware of all the opportunities we have. So oh. anyone listening to this, please go to our website, send anyone you know to our website if they <laughs> want to volunteer. Lots of opportunities. We talked a little bit about a success story, but was there anything else that you were extremely uh, proud of or, or something you feel was a kind of a signature success for you and your team during the, the last couple of years? Yes, um, signature success and incredible stress <laughs> <laughs> uh, was we actually were um, tapped by FEMA to assist um, with the volunteer piece for um, the uh, regional vaccination site that they had at Military Circle Mall. Yeah. And um, it happened really quickly, they were mm. asked, and you know, it was overwhelming just trying to figure out, okay, can we provide what they're asking? And the fact that we pushed it out there and people showed up yeah. for eight weeks straight, you know, wow. 13 hours a day, I mean, seven days a week. And I think we ended up with like 2,500 volunteers total. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. It was really wow, good. that's great. Well, so I feel like that was a huge win, but also um, it was a lesson learned in a lot of ways too, because we don't usually take on a huge project like that ourselves. Yeah. So um, it was enjoyable. <laughs> well, it to your credit, I, I will say I did get at least one of my shots there, um, and it was very smooth. I mm. mean, it was. Even though we, at one point when we first got there, we did have to stand outside, um, the line moved relatively quickly considering how many people were there at the time. Um, and, and once you got inside, everything was very organized. Um, and due credit to a lot of organizations in the Hampton Roads community that for something none of us have ever actually been prepared for, yeah. there were plenty of organizations, plenty of municipalities that actually did a pretty stellar job of of doing something for the first time ever um, and and same thing for volunteer Hampton Roads and your team and the volunteers and well and I gotta I have to I can't not add this is the really cool part of being a part of that effort was it was a huge collaboration it was FEMA it was DOD you mm -hmm. had um, different localities there you had VDH you know MRC it was just huge collaboration Wow! and you know we didn't kill each other <laughs> like sometimes it's difficult working yeah. with so many people in the same location and but we I mean everyone just wanted to help out everyone just wanted that end goal of getting people vaccinated yeah yeah that's wonderful well and that am I correct that oh, and was Team Rubicon I can't say the Team Rubicon was part of it too Team Rubicon <laughs> yes, yes okay, okay. Now, and they were team, for those who aren't familiar what is Team Rubicon awesome <laughs> yeah. So Team Rubicon is, they are a volunteer um, organization that is mainly veterans, military. Ah, okay. Um, 
I have Team Rubicon friends, and they're probably going to bark at me for not getting their mission completely right right now. But they're, they um, they help out in a lot of disaster crisis. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and a lot of their volunteers are recurring volunteers, so gotcha. they've been with them for a long time. They're trained in a certain area. Ah, uh, wow. So, and it's a national organization. It could be more than national. I don't know. Yeah. But, yes, That's they're always, cool. if you ever get a chance to work with them. I enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say both with volunteer and with the business community, the level of collaboration um, for a community that unfortunately has had a sometimes decades-long narrative of a lack of commu- uh, collaboration, um, I think that narrative um, has been kind of turned on its ear to a certain extent for mm-hmm. the 757, uh, whether it's the municipalities, whether it's the leadership, whether it's volunteers, whether it's just the public in general, I think the lines become much more blurred between cities and, and the collaboration between all the organizations was, was uh, like you said, I think it was stellar for in many, many ways. So Agree. shout out to the 757. Um, so the future, um, some may have already heard this if they had been at the Chamber's annual meeting, but there was a pretty big announcement made. Um, in 2021 that's going to play a big role um, for both of us in 2022. Um, Would you like to speak a little bit about that announcement? I would love to. Um, We, Volunteer Hampton Roads and um, the Chamber of Commerce, oh it's not a Chamber of Commerce anymore, it's a Chamber. Hampton Roads Chamber. It's Hampton Roads Chamber. But we are the Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, We will be affiliated Yes. With the chamber, January 1. Yes. Which, and we'll co-locate in the fancy schmancy offices. <laughs> um, I'm absolutely excited. Our board yeah. is so excited. Our staff are excited. I think this is an excellent relationship. I think, um, especially, you know, we really want to help more companies with their volunteer projects. And who better to have a relationship with than the chamber? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I think um, even as, as part of the chamber, it really fits within our mission. I mean, one of our, our primary mission as a pro-business advocate, as Brian says on a regular basis, is, is setting the conditions for business success. And mm-hmm. I think a big part of that success today, especially at a time when workforce um, retention is so big, mm-hmm. um, that that volunteer aspect of companies that that are willing to volunteer, they're willing to make that part of their um, advocacy, make it part of their day to day, make it part of their their giving back. I think is a huge part of retention nowadays, and I think that connection between the business community and volunteer roads is is a is a perfect match. So I, I completely agree. Wonderful to have you on. And along with that, are there any other plans or any other things that you're looking forward to as we head into 2022? Well, I mean, there's the affiliation and turning 65. I don't know that I can handle more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I want to thank you for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being the 85th episode. Absolutely. And just to make sure, for those who are listening, uh, before we wrap up, if they do want to connect with you all, they want to learn more about Volunteer Hampton Roads, where do they find you on the web? How do they connect with you? They can find us at volunteerhr.org. Perfect. It's the best way to contact Perfect. us. Perfect. Awesome. 
Well, Stephanie, thank you again for joining me. Congratulations on reaching your senior citizen status as an organization. Um, and <laughs> we'll find you that discounted yes, coffee here somewhere. Yes. Um, but in all sincerity, thank you. I'm looking forward to, to partnering in the new year and uh, congratulations to you and your team. All right, thank you. And thank you to the listeners of Take Talks Business. We'll catch you on the next episode.